welcome to the Spawn of Me podcast. This is your host, Khalif Adams. I am here post-PAX, chilling in a wonderful location of Kihei, Hawaii. I am filming this, or recording this, I should say, from my balcony overlooking the ocean. It is unreasonable how beautiful the world can be when you have water and beautiful surroundings and all that stuff all around you at all times. It is fantastic. Um, yeah, it is a good day. I wanted to uh, fill everybody in on some stuff post packs because I hadn't had a chance to really record anything about it. Um, thank you to everybody who checked out the videos and content that we had. Uh, you know, it was great to be able to talk to people about some of the stuff that we had gotten a chance to see. First off, I have to give a huge shout out to my brother from another mother, Evan Campbell, who is my road dog. He has been fantastic. Uh, check him out. Darth Burrito on Twitter. Uh, he spells the O. He has a, a zero as opposed to one of the O's in Burrito. So make sure you're checking out his stuff and hire him. He is fantastic at everything that he does. Uh, he helped us edit and shoot everything that we captured uh, for PAX and E3 this year. So if you are... Uh, looking for someone who is really dope at what they do, make sure you're checking out Evan's work because he's fantastic. Um, so PAX was a really interesting show this year. Um, b before everything kind of popped off this year at the main show, there were lots of things happening just in the world of gaming itself. So it was like really kind of a dark time. And I'm going to, again, it's like all the stuff is prefaced with, you know, we all understand the kind of foundational parts of, um, you know, what the video game industry has been going through for, for many years at this point since pre-Gamergate and Gamergate. So, you know, you had all these conversations in the past couple of weeks about, um uh, uh, conversations around abuse and conversations around, um, you know, people being treated terribly and being abused and being in abusive relationships and being with people in the industry and how the industry has shielded so many of these men from, you know, getting the actual, uh, you know, being taken down in the way that they deserve to because of other men shielding them and the patriarchy kind of just upholding those peoples and the pieces that were there. And women, of course, again, not being believed for for, for the things that have been happening to them for multiple forever um, in both in and outside of the industry and that kind of rearing its head again. Um, it was a really dark kind of cloud that was hanging over uh the, you know, the gaming industry the week before PAX. And it was, I was really not looking forward to going to PAX, to be honest. I was like really excited at, at seeing friends. Of, of course, you know, it's a thing that you always really love and enjoy, but it, it felt really dour. Um, and it felt really not great to be going to try to celebrate um, doing cool and fun stuff when people that I care about and people that I, respect and and all these other and all these other women who who had come out of the come out and shared their their really you know traumatic stories of you know how people have you know abused them and and and, and, and treated them poorly and and have again like not had their day to have justice served it, it really didn't feel good to be going into packs and being able to be celebratory and feeling like things are going to be good in that space. And it was really not, really not digging it. Um, and it's just hard. You know what I mean? Like as a dude who's hopefully trying to spotlight and to make sure that other people aren't um, being terrible in my own personal circles, it's just really difficult to know sometimes what to say and, into what to do besides like signal boost the, the the voices of women who who are being as brave as they possibly can under the circumstances and doing all that stuff so you know you you'd go to you'd have the conversations around you know what should you do and like how much can you say or what you should what should you say um and i'm i'm hoping that we did some helpful bits in that respect and hopefully shared 
you know, uplifting and, and giving the space to the folks who deserved it and, and needed to have it during the time and in, and going into the future. Um, but it's always just really difficult to know exactly what you should do, what you should say, and how to then interact with folks who a week later you're going to be seeing sometimes at, you know, events or parties or things or, you know, folks who come to you before and told you stories of abuse and, and that you wanted to make sure that they're okay and that the, the especially the women in the industry are okay. Um, so it was um, – if it was a difficult week for me, I can't, I can't even imagine what it was for most of the women in the industry for that week. Um, I can't imagine what it's, what it's like to continuously see people who are shitty continue to thrive um, in ways that you, you know that they shouldn't. Um, but again, like we believe, we believe women here. We make sure that we try to keep, keep people together and give them a space to, you know, be open to them having us be a place that they can sound off. Um, you know, my DMs are always open. If you want to talk, if you want to, you know, discuss anything that's going on, if you want to just vent, um, you know, we're, we're, we're here for that. Um, we want to be able to, to, to share space and to hold space for people, um, and that, to me, is the most important part. That's always going to be the most important part, is that we're hopefully trying to be better um, as much as we possibly can in a world, in a space that does not afford people to, to you know, to live their best life all the time um, and struggle through it and, and push through those awful barriers and awful obstacles to, to continue to still be really dope and amazing human beings who are making games in this space and helping to make this industry still be fantastic. So, um, yeah, uh, lots of stuff going on in, in that part of the space. So then you take that a week removed and then move into PAX the, the week afterward. And it, it was really, it was really cool to be able to be around people and feel a level of solidarity and to feel a level of togetherness and closeness around um, this cathartic need to be able to emote about the terribleness that was going on in the industry and continues to go on. But it was really nice to be able to also see people flourish and to see people continue to be amazing and continue to bring their talents and continue to bring their full selves to the space, even with all that happening in the periphery. Right. So it's like getting to see so many fantastic women doing their thing. And, and again, being like the cornerstones in so many ways of, of so many parts of what we get to do here on spawn on me, so many wonderful, talented, amazing women being able to do that work. Um, and you know, people who, who uplift us as a show and me, in, in you know personally so many different ways to see them like kick so much ass during that week was really good for my soul and it was really good to be able to to be a part of that in some form or fashion to be with with folks in that way um that alongside being able to check out so many really dope games that that came to fruition and um, that, that'll be on, you know, digital and physical store shelves at some point soon. Like all that stuff really did bring about this good feeling of being able to, you know, take a second and step back from, you know, the things that we usually kind of talk about and, and how those things usually work um, to make it feel a little bit different and better. In, in multiple ways, like it, it really did warm my heart to be able to see people like doing their thing. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was a really, it was a really good week. Like I, I have to say, like I came away from PAX this year feeling so good about so many different things. And I feel like it did raise my, my, my warning levels and my radar a bunch to continue to check in with people in the industry who I care and love, love and to be better about like reaching out to people and being like, how are you? Like, you know, what's going on with you? I try to do that anyway, because I feel like it's just important um, because we, for some reason in this industry, forget 
that human beings are behind all the accounts that we run and that human beings are, are behind the, the games that we love to play and that we're excited about. I feel like it gets lost even more from the consumer side of that. But I feel like on the industry side, you know, everyone has their circles and everyone kind of gathers up their people, you know, no matter how long it's been that you've been in, in the industry and you find your, you find your, 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 your tribe in some ways. Um, but it's been really specifically and, and especially good this uh, during PAX because it was everything that was bouncing off the walls uh, for, for so long. Um, I had a whole bunch of stuff that was on my plate during the week. Um, I did not have expectations to, it, it's interesting cause I, I, I try to, I'm trying to figure out ways to not burn myself out. Like we've been, I've been doing spawn on me for almost going on six years now. I think we'll make six years in January, you know, 300 plus episodes plus, you know, whatever special stuff we've done plus, hustling up and down the East and West coast, trying to figure out ways to grow us and, and figure out all that stuff. There's been so many hours upon hours put into this one particular project that sometimes it's really nice to kind of like not do everything at the same time. Um, but every time I say that I wind up not doing that, I do the complete opposite and going full bore into every particular thing that I can possibly do. So I'm do so I just came off my birthday in August, late August. It is now like the beginning of September. I told myself I was like, yo, I'm gonna do my birthday stuff, I'm gonna hang out, have fun, do all that. And then right after that is PAX and then right after that is my wife's birthday. So it's like we were gonna go away for her birthday, which we are now. We're still I'm like recording this again in Hawaii right now. Like for her birthday. Uh, or during her birthday. Um She's not here right now because if she was, she would kick me in in the ass uh, for recording during the actual birthday. Uh, she's actually hanging out by the beach right now while I'm recording this because I was like, I'm not going to be able to do it be before I get uh, back home uh, before Tuesday. Um, and I did it again. I went to PAX and I was like, oh, how many panels? Are you just going to run around and hang out on the floor? I was like, no, I'm going to have four panels. And I'm going to try to do a whole bunch of other stuff in between because I don't know how to stop doing stuff. <laughs> and I don't know how to not try to promote the show in whatever ways I can and try to jump on so many different things so I can get us out there and get us in, get us into bigger spaces because I'm a, I'm a weird now workaholic in that way. Um, but I will say, uh, and this is all recorded off of a, a not great system. I'm like using this, and I apologize if the audio uh isn't as good as it usually is i'm recording this on our wireless goes uh road wireless goes are fantastic i've used that a bunch during the the, the uh, content that you saw on youtube uh, but i'm using it now as my stick mic basically and so i apologize if the audio isn't isn't as good as it usually is so i drop four panels we do four panels i rock one with with pat bear pat bear we did a 404 we called it four or fouring it uh, kind of traipsed down the internet. If you missed the, if you missed it live, you missed out on a good, a really good panel. Um, the audio from that panel wasn't really great. It was um, just because the systems at PAX are really weird. Like if you've ever done a show or if you've done any content directly with PAX folks, like it's sometimes kind of hit or miss. Like you'll sometimes get audio and visual people who like are really on it. And sometimes you won't. Um, and sometimes when you don't, it just like they don't, have ways for you to record your audio in really good ways. So I usually record my uh, panels with my recorder that I have. If you listen to the Indie Mega Booth panel uh, that we did, that was all recorded through their boards on my recorder. So it sounds really crispy and clean. Like their mics are good, but the audio interface stuff is not usually or, or always as amazing as it should be, which is super weird, but that's another, another conversation. So Pat uh, and I and Abby Russell from Giant Bomb and uh, I always call her by let's go about her actual name is uh, uh, why am I blanking on it right now I, re I will remember it in a minute um, it'll come back to me once I once I look it back up and if I forget then I apologize because I don't have my notes with me um, but she was also always amazing um, and we kind of just went through the process of looking through stuff on the internet. So Pat basically was like, Hey, I want you to pick some stuff 
from the internet that you think is really funny, and we're just going to talk about it during the panel, and it's going to be great. And it was so much fun being able to dig through some of the stuff that other people find funny. Like, I always, I always think that I have a weird sense of humor, which is probably more than likely true. Um, I think I have a quirky sense of humor in a lot of ways, and I, I wonder if other people do too. Um, but it was really nice to see people who have bugged out styles of or likes on internet stuff too, <laughs> which was actually really nice. It made me feel good to be able to like point point at those kinds of things and be like, yeah, other people do it too. Um, so I picked out a couple of sites, pointerpointer.com, which is fantastic. It's people pointing at other stuff that you just don't know what the hell they're pointing at. Um, and there's another one called Drone Sweaters, where people make sweaters for drones. So dronesweaters.com, I think, was one was the name of it. And it was really good to be able to seize people's faces once you're just like, oh, yeah, there's a thing with a drone. Like, here's a, here's a drone with a sweater on it. It was, like, really nice sweaters, too. It was, like, double knit, like, really pretty, really nicely done made sweaters. I was like, yo, this is kind of funky. And I appreciate the fact that this is an actual thing. Um. So it was always great because I love Pat. Pat is, uh, I've been a huge fan of Pat Bears for a long time. Like, I've been a fan of his uh, when he was doing a whole bunch of Giant Bomb stuff. And then he was kind enough to invite me into some League of Heal stuff um, a couple packs ago. So I am now an official wrestler in League of Heals, which has always been a dream of mine. My character, Kaka Beware, uh, is still lives in infamy uh, because of my wonderful rendition of the Reading Rainbow song. Uh, make sure you go back into the archives and check out that stuff at some point. Um, so that was always fun. That was that was great. Um, it, it's just so much fun to be able to to, to hang out with po- with folks in the in the industry that you that you really care for and like. So um, there's also an interview I did with Pat on the floor. So make sure you check that out because that was fun. Um, then next up, we did a panel with Indie Mega Booth. Indie Mega Booth panel was super, super good because it just pulled together like industry vets and newbies and um, folks from both PR and Double Fine, like Greg Rice from Double Fine and Genevieve Saint-Ange from Pop Agenda. Uh, you know, so many cool folks. And of course, Kelly Wallach, who's amazing at everything she does, um, she, you know, runs Mega Booth and, and all that stuff. So it was like great to do stuff with them. Um, and always kind of, you know, giving a good side and slice of what the industry can be uh, through the art of, you know, building bridges and breaking down barriers, you know, telling stories about, you know, how you've overcome certain obstacles within your game dev and or PR life or, you know, uh, production life in the gaming industry. I feel like it's one of my favorite panels because we always get a chance to um, talk to people where they're at, which is really important getting a chance to kind of dig into the ideas around why people do what they do is specifically important, but also giving them tools to basically figure out how to pathfind their ways to getting around things that they usually find troubling or or difficult to do, especially if you're new to the gaming industry space and you just don't get people who are like pull you aside and help you do that work sometimes. So that sometimes is just difficult. It's just hard to be able to do. Um, and if you're not around folks who are like willing to, to take that time, then you're just not going to get it without having to bump your head up against multiple walls for multiple years. So I feel like the, uh, the Indie Mega Booth panel always, always feels like it brings together so many good aspects of, you know, so many good angles that you are then able to talk to people about the stuff that they do. And figure out ways to kind of like help them like kick a whole bunch of whole bunch of butt, you know, like kick a whole bunch of ass in the industry and like get things done. Um, a lot of good tidbits in there, I feel. And, and again, like thank you to the folks over at Mega Booth for 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 bringing me back in for the third year. Uh, thank you to the person who just screamed that outside. Um, <laughs> uh but yeah, always great tidbits to, to come out of that panel. And it always is fun to be able to do all that work. Um, the third panel I did was, of course, with the dopeness that is kind of funny. <laughs> they keep asking for people to kind of help them do their silly competition thing at, at PAX. And I always raise my hand for it. 
because it's really fun. Like I, I again always have to give them props for moving as such a well-oiled machine. Like I know they talk about it often enough about you know how we're we're holding this thing. It's a it's a dumpster truck on fire, but it is really impressive to see how much stuff they get done, especially how much stuff Greg gets done during a show. Um, I snagged him for a quick interview. Um, that stuff is on YouTube as well. Um, and, and on a personal note, like it feels great to feel like I'm included in a place where, um, so much fun is happening. Like, uh, of course we talk about really s- serious stuff on our show. It's been nice to see kind of funny, kind of start to dig into that stuff in the past year or so. Um, it, I, I, I want to feel like we've helped to influence that in some way through the work that we do. I, I, I always want to feel like since we've been doing it for so long that we're hopefully influencing the space to talk about really smart and interesting and sometimes hard things. And it, it feels like, you know, I'm hoping that we've rubbed off on them in that way. And I feel like they have rubbed off on, on me in a way of like not wanting to constantly talk about the hard thing, even though, it is always necessary to have that kind of conversation. I, I mold around in my brain around, about that stuff on my Twitter timeline the other day of just like, you know, it's, it's increasingly difficult to constantly be down on everything. Um, it just doesn't feel good for my personal soul to be angry about everything all the time. But it also feels like if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing here in not only the podcasting space, but in the video game space, like that's our job. Like, I feel like that's the job of Swan on me is to continue to hold people to the fire um, and speak up where we feel like we have a voice to do so. And always feel like we're, you know, helping to contribute to the conversation. But when we feel like we're not contributing to the conversation in a real way, I may not say something about a specific thing. I may let the space do what it already does. And of course, because there's so many wonderful, already brilliant people who are talking about things that sometimes adding to the chaff doesn't necessarily help anything. I, I it's a, it's a time where I want our audience and our community and, and Bricago in general to be like, Hey, Ka, I, I want to know your thoughts on this thing. Cause sometimes I may not offer it up because I don't know if we, if our community cares about it. Um, so it's always one of those things of just trying to make sure that we're, I'm, I'm using good energy to bring about good conversation and continue to be nuanced about things um, in ways that matter. Cause I feel like that's the actual value to what we do at the show. Like I don't think you always need to be first. I don't think you always need to be the loudest. I think you need to be nuanced and smart about a thing before you jump into a conversation. Um, because that is what, adults should do (laughs) if i'm being honest i feel like that's the thing that should happen as opposed to just being out and about and just running your mouth about nonsense all the time it doesn't really make a lot of sense so um kind of funny was fantastic i made it past the first round this year i got instead of getting botched by it last year uh because of the unreasonableness of the games that were picked by greg miller tm uh uh there were some more unreasonable games that got picked this year. Uh, we're only in the first 30 minutes of this episode of this episode and that goes on the radio. So I can't curse yet. Uh, I got seven minutes till I can cuss, but, uh, there's a game in there called chicken horse that we got a chance to play. And that game is the worst game of all time. I hate that game. I hate that game with every part of my soul, every part of my being. If there were other parts, if I could like split myself into two, we would both hate it. Uh, it would be really good though. Uh, Mad shout out to the folks who made Chicken Horse because that game is ridiculous. It makes me want to play so much more of it now because I never really touched it before. Mind you, I am uber happy that I did not play the game that w- that wound up being the the last game uh, to to decide the championship, which was between homies Josh Stein over at Mixer and Cameron Hawkins over at Dual Shockers. Cameron wound up taking the chip and wound up winning the winning the cup. Uh, and I'm extremely happy for him. So now every time I see him, I scream the champ is here uh, because he is fantastic and has been doing great work over at Dual Shockers and just in the space in general. Like there are people in the industry who you meet um, and he kind of he, he we kind of met at E3, I think, uh, this year. And he was really excited to meet to meet me because he's, he was like excited about the stuff that we do at Spawn on Me. And then I found out 
and read some of his work and I'm equally as excited for him to see him grow and do so many cool things in the spaces because he deserves it. He's like a young cat who's like grinding his behind off out here. He's like busting so much behind, uh, making great content and like he's at events and he's asking good questions and he's doing good interviews and he's like, it really makes me happy to see young cats kind of striving out here and being uplifted by not only the outlets but other folks who are like in the space like you know he hasn't been in, he hasn't been doing this work that long for what i can tell but like to be picked up to do fun stuff with kind of funny and all those other things you know it, it is really great to be able to see those people doing that that fun work so um got a chance to meet the dude the man the myth the legend snowbike snowbike mike who is so full of energy it is amazing it is fantastic to see him as well and get to meet him because he was really dope uh i want to i want to do some stuff with him because he's he's a lot of fun um, i met him at the predator hunting grounds booth uh he was playing predator screaming loud 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 and it was great because you don't see people that enthusiastic on the floor except for a hip-hop gamer um so it was nice to be able to see him rock out and do his thing um and it's again it's like the folks who wind up going to that event that that panel are always fun always get to see the what's good games ladies uh homie nick chester from from over in epic games and you know so many so many wonderful dope folks uh michael from GameSpot, so many so many amazing folks to be able to kind of hang out and act the fool for 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 about an hour or so um the other panel that i left for last which was not for lack of dopeness but just because to be honest it was the panel that i enjoyed the most was okay beasts panel um they did a what are the strongest starts to games let's rank it kind of panel and first of all if i'm not mistaken this was okay beasts first panel excuse me this is okay beasts first panel ever at PAX and we had, we didn't have a small room for that panel. We had a pretty decently sized room. I know it was, I think it was about the same size as the panel that we did at spawn on me when we had our live 300th show, but it was a big room. It was a good sized room and they packed that room. That room was full, like from the back of the panel. And I mean, the back of the room all the way up to the stage was full of people it is really hard to pack a room, especially on your first panel. Like, it is not an easy feat just to pack a room like that. And Blessing and Alex and, and Yousef, who was on the panel from, from Ubisoft and myself. And uh, it was one other person. I can't remember his name right now. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, I, I came away so... I like. Here's the thing. I'm going to gloat. I'm going to gush a little bit about OK Beast real fast. So if people have been paying attention to, you know, stuff I say on the Internet, thank you for one. Two, what are you still doing there? Because I'm a weirdo. Three, thank you again for, for, for checking out the stuff that I talk about. You've seen me talk about OK Beast over the past couple of years, right? Like I've and I and I say this without any trepidation. I say this without any, you know, just like you know, worry about it being something where people are going to check me on it. But like, I seriously think that okay beast and the work that they do is not only some of the best work that I've seen in the content creation space in terms of gaming content, but it really just shows so much how, if you work as a cohesive team, you can build out something that is strong. Like the branding is strong the content is strong the 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 like all for one one for all kind of ness that you see in building their own community is really strong like i am i am infinitely excited for them whenever i see them do a new project like they launched a new uh apex apex legends podcast that rose to that rose up the ranks of the itunes charts in a real way and like it's stuck in there in a real way they keep producing new shows they keep making new avenues for themselves that show that they're continuously being really smart and really paying attention to the movements of the industry and are like let's just do it 
Um, I'm, I'm, I am happy for them. I am a smidge jealous of the ability for them to continue to push out so much content. Because uh, I wish I just had the time and the energy to do in the way that they're doing it. But everything looks like it's crafted with care. Everything looks like it's done really smartly. And all the content just really comes with this really fresh layer of dopeness that I really appreciate and like love to consume. And you can see it in the people that, they, that they've that they cultivated in not only their community, but the people that they have in their periphery. Like they have the kind of funny folks. Like they were already kind of funny best, best friends within that community. But then they also helped to branch that out into you know, letting some of those, that Venn diagram work for their own benefit, right? It's like, it makes sense to be able to meet content in a space where you have people who you, who already love you and, and already want to see you do well. So, um, you know, they, they just continue to do so many dope things and I, I just really pull for them. So like fast forward again to the panel and when they asked me to be on the panel, of course I said yes, cause I love them and they're, they're doing, they're doing great work, but it was also like a thing I actually was like really excited to talk about. So it's like, I always have this idea of like games. Once you have a really strong start, it like really lays the foundation for a good game. Usually most times good games, uh, good starts to games may sometimes kind of peter out and you'll see it kind of work to some people's advantage and some disadvantage. But for the most part, it's like works fairly well. just got finished playing control, which had one of the best starts to a game that I've played in a very long time. And that continued, that energy continued throughout the rest of the game. Um, so that was the thing that we saw kind of push itself forward. Um, the list that wind up coming out of that panel was redonkulous and it was really good. You used have had some really dope, dope picks. He had Assassin's Creed, I think two or something like that. I think uh, uh, Alex Van Aken pulled Bioshock which is, of course, you know, one of my favorite games of all time. I had uh, uh, God of War 3, uh, which, again, had the thickest uh, Titans climbing up the side of Mount Olympus with all that booty cheek madness was up in there. So that was good to be able to see and talk about. Um, uh, but it was just like a really fun panel that had everyone engaged. Uh, and then even when they started to ask for audience questions like people ran to the microphone that's the thing that doesn't happen at most panels like most people at panels kind of sit and you chill and you'll get the one one or two people who like actually have a thing that they want to talk about that usually doesn't wind up being an actual question winds up being a diatribe or a monologue uh but it was like really amazing to see how many people were involved and ready to be involved greg miller showed up there and, and again did his thing and it was always always nice to be able to see him him rock out because uh, he continues to do that kind of work uh but I'm like so really like proud of that crew. Like I don't I I hope that they figure out ways to continue to grow um and to continue to refine the stuff that they do uh because a lot of it really works all the time and it re- works really well. Uh but I was just like I told Blessing after the show I like gave him a hug and was like fam I'm so proud of you man. Like y'all y'all are killing it in a way that is rare. And in a way that is special, and I want that you all to like continue to keep those good vibes amongst yourselves, and then use that good energy to push out good content and to build other people up because y'all are, y'all are like doing it, like doing it in a real way and doing it in a way that makes other people proud and gives them you know massive love for y'all. So you know, blessing and crew and, and OKB's fam, like I love y'all. Thank you so much for having me for, on that panel. Um, and it really did mean a lot to my old ass to be able to rock with so much youth uh, and get that youthful energy within me. And it kind of pushed me forward through the rest of the rest of the show uh, where I got a chance to check out some dope games, which was the whole reason for going. Um, some of the stuff that I, I, I came away with that was really surprising. Disintegration from Private Division and V1 Entertainment or into is it entertainment or interact, uh, interactive? I think it's V1 Interactive. Um Got a really dope interview with uh, the director on the game. Again, check that stuff out on YouTube. Um, that was my surprise game of the show. Like, I did not have an expectation for that game to be as cool as it is. Um, I thought that it was going to have one of those issues where it didn't know what it was trying to be, and therefore it was going to be a hard sell for folks who are like, out in the world. Um, it comes together really well. Like, it's basically almost a MOBA but you are like God from above playing the role of director. So you're basically 
in this skiv and you're floating over above the action giving your your units uh, directions on how to take particular choke points or take or take points getting from one objective to the next and kind of like carrying the ball basically from one end of the field to the other while the other teams kind of try to collapse on you and kill you and stop you so it's attack and defense were two of the uh, modes that were in the ones that we got a chance to play and i'll say like i did again like did not think that that game was going to be something that i would have good fond memories of i thought it was going to be kind of a one-trick pony I am really excited to get that game when it comes out. Like, that's the thing that I want to find people who want to play that game well and, like, dig into how to use different classes and dig into how we want to set up defenses and and attacks and, like, figure out how to play the maps well. Like, I'm getting the same vibes that I got when I first jumped into Paragon and started to get good with Disintegration. And I'm really excited for that to be something that I'm going to get a chance to play some more of. Um, so keep your eye out on that. Um, I'm hoping, hoping that we're going to get more videos and more stuff soon. We've been getting pretty good in with the folks over at private division. So I have a feeling that we'll be able to cover it more and in more in-depth ways, which, which, which makes me really happy. Um, so check out this integration stuff, like look up their stuff online. Uh, cause they're pretty fantastic. Um, the other game that I was really excited about was predator. So predator hunting grounds, uh, the fam geo Corsi, uh, from over at Sony um, uh, brought us over there to go check out the game and first of all I got a chance to see my homie Tremel, Tremel Isaac uh, Tremel Ray Isaac uh, who is working on that game because he moved over from the Lawbreakers team over to Ilphonic uh, makers of the Friday the 13th game and I got to see his homie really quick uh, and get to chop it up with him which always makes me happy because I love Tremel, Tremel's freaking amazing um, and then I got to jump on the game itself and play it as the Predator. And let me tell you, like, it's still early. There are some things that they need to definitely work out in terms of movement, in terms of how you kind of get from the treetops down to the ground to kill people as the Predator. But the thing that they have nailed is the aesthetic. They have absolutely pulled in all the goodies from the 87 movie and have made you feel unstoppable in some ways you can die i almost died twice i did not die because i'm good and i'm really good at video games but i almost died but all the things that make you want to play as that character in the same way you wanted to play as jason definitely translate over in really good ways but it has this other layer of stealth that you didn't have as jason in that same way so, like, I was running across the treetops, and I used my, my x-ray vision, my heat vision to, like, look for people and look for gunfire. So it's, like, you have the other folks who are on the team as players, but you also have an AI who is trying to, like, battle them. And then if they, ag- or like, if the predator aggros them, then they'll kind of start to attack him, too. Uh, so it is this, like, interesting balance of, like, trying to fight off not only the human soldiers, but the AI while the AR fo- AI folks are battling the humans. So the one thing I'm a little bit sad about is I didn't get another chance to play as the human side to see what the gunfighting felt like and see how the shooting felt. But as the predator, one, I killed everybody on the team cause I'm dope Two, Um, it just felt really good. Like it, it, they're nailing all those parts of that game that you would hope you would get from a game like that with that licensed IP And for them to be able to do that was just really smart. Like, it just felt really good for them to be able to knock that out in that way. Um, I'm really excited to play more of it. Um, I'm hoping that we'll be building some more relationship with the folks at Ilphonic because we we did some really good work with them on the Friday 13th stuff. Um, But now they moved over to this. I'm like, maybe I will one day finally get to track down my Raphael Sadiq interview that I've always wanted to do about how he got involved with helping to build Ilphonic as an actual company. Uh, cause that's the thing I've always wanted to be able to do. Um, but predator hunting, hunting, hunting grounds, I'm sorry, felt great. Like weapons felt good. Stabbing people, jumping on them, pouncing on them, using my optical camo, healing up, all that stuff felt good. Even in super early alpha phase, um, they just need to find tweak, uh, fine tune things and tweak stuff. Um, and then we'll see how that kind of goes, but it's in a good spot, even this early, which was, re- which was really fun. Um, Ready Set Heroes was another game I got a chance to play over at the Sony booth, which is basically like a uh, 
co-op competitive game, so you can play co-op with your friends, but you can also play uh, competitively against other people. So it's like you're in these dungeons, you have these really cute characters that you can pick, um, and you're kind of digging through the labyrinths and going deeper, deeper, deeper into these into these uh, into these. Um, well, I'm not going to call them caves because they're not caves. It's um, basically like you're going from level to level. The lower that you go, the better the loot you get. Um, and then that loot at a certain point you will then use to fight the enemy team in a like battle royale kind of thing. You're like fighting each other, not battle royale, like a hundred people versus hundred people, but like an all out fight at, towards the end of that, um, dungeon. Um, got a chance to play with Gio Corsi and they won right at the end, he and his team, which made me salty, but I love them anyway. Uh, but it felt good. Like it was a really fun mix of, um, like roguelike ness where you kind of get stuff based on the RNG that's given to you throughout the matches and then getting a chance to dig through and loot up for stuff that you only get in that round but you and use there's some cosmetic stuff that you keep uh but none of the actual like loot from the gameplay that you get you hold cuz it just changes every match and it would give you a really a weird un uh unreasonable advantage when you were playing that way uh, but it felt really fun. Like it was a game that I can definitely see. It felt a little bit, it gave me a little bit of the fat princess vibes, which I, which I love that game. Um, but in this like other competitive way. So it was nice. We like fought through these dungeons, glued it up. And then towards the end, our team fought their team. And although we lost, it was like a really good, like quick melee brawl with some magical abilities in there. And then also like you had enemies in the, in the the arena too, that were trying to fight us. And it was like hectic, but it didn't feel stressful and it felt a lot of fun. And I would love to dig into it more to be able to play some more of that part of it, which was great. Um, played some creature in the well, uh, I got a chance to play, I got a code for it before I got a chance to play it. Um, so I'll dig into it more again. It like feeds all the things that I love. I love pinball. I've been a huge pinball fan for a very long time. The aesthetic on that game is impeccable. Like they've nailed it, uh, in, in the ways that they've been able to visually represent the monster in that game and also add the layers of the pinball aesthetic. Like again, like fonts are a huge thing to me. You make like sexy fonts in the game. It always works. Um, so that was great. Uh, Mutazone is a great game as well, which is like this really fun narrative uh, kind of story time adventure uh, where you're kind of this one character who's walking around kind of helping other folks in that space. It was a, it was a, it was a little bit early on. I didn't get a chance to fully dig into a lot of it. The, the build kind of crashed during the time that I played the demo, um, which was which was sad, but it also was, was totally fine. I'm hoping to get more time in with that too. Um, what else did I get a chance to look at and or play? Oh man, I'm blanking on some of the stuff. Actually, actually there was some cool stuff that also got shown to me through, like throughout the space. Uh, the Astro ID program, which is uh, them basically, uh, retrofitting and, and specializing and customizing a forties for you was really nice. I know a lot of folks, a lot of influencers got some, I'm sad. I didn't get a pair. Uh, but hook me up Astro anyway. Uh, but it was nice to be able to see people after the fact, like get their pairs and like see all the different color variations that they had there and get a chance to see all that stuff. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, just walking around packs was just great again. Like you see so many wonderful folks. I had nice people stop me at the what's good games party. Um, where they were celebrating life is strange and that was fun. Uh, some folks came up and gave me some love. Oh, the Avengers game I got hands on with, and that was really interesting. So I was not high on the Avengers. I'm not really high on Marvel anyway, but I was especially not high on the Marvel's version of the game that they showed. Cause I was like, who wants these Walmart versions of the Avengers? They're not licensed the faces. They didn't license out the people And so far. And you know, it's been a huge part of the, attraction for that series has been like these people that you've grown up with at this point over the past decade you're like attached to them so if you don't have them like what's the use of having all the people who are now the superheroes that you don't know um i remember them showing off some gameplay uh about a week or so ago maybe two weeks ago and that was pretty lackluster felt like a lot of qtes and that didn't really make me excited for it I got hands on with it and I'm kind of on board now, which is the thing I did not expect. Uh, 
um, yes, there's going to be parts of it that feel mashy. Yes, there's going to be parts of it that don't necessarily feel great so far because the build that we played was early. But I do feel like it will be one of those things that once you get attached to a specific character, uh, you'll be able to really dig into it, not only with the growth of the character through different gear and through different missions. So they have story missions that are kind of based on each character, and then they have co-op missions that are kind of more out in the world and and, and are there more for kind of like the loot grind of that game. Um, It did give me way more uh, hope for the ability for that game to grow in the way the conversations were about how they'll continue to build in content, how they'll continue to, to, to grab more loot uh, and throw that into the mix. And then, you know, that with the mixture of the uh, gear and then costume stuff that they'll have in the store, which you won't be able to earn through gameplay. At least that's the way it was uh, uh, messaged to me or to us while we were doing the demo. It feels like it'll be a, an interesting mix. And I wonder, again, like what the reaction is going to be if they don't price those things well. Like if there's going to be really cool, iconic costumes that you just don't get without paying for it. I wonder what the Marvel universe and the Marvel community is going to say about that. Like, I feel like there's going to be beef there. It's an interesting conversation that I want to have with my buddy Paris from Gamertag Radio because he's a huge Marvel fan. Um, the kind of foundation of that conversation that I want to have is we'll see if people beef about it, but I will be really confused as to why they would beef because Marvel fans are so used to paying out of the nose for memorabilia and for tchotchkes and for all these little things that they get. They're kind of been kind of been trained for years and years and years to not really care about how much they spend on a thing as long as they want a thing. You know what I mean? So it's like the movies had cliffhenders all the time, which made you spend more money. Most of the Marvel stuff that you wind up buying is kind of expensive because it needs to be expensive because of the licensing. So if they kind of complain about it because it's like attached to a quote unquote loot box system or is being walled off in some way, I wonder if video games are going to cause some 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 friction to be there just because it's video games. Um so it's a good conversation to have there. Hopefully we'll be able to, to, to loop ourselves in with those folks later on in the year uh, and closer to launch. I'm hoping that we've made some good strides in showing off their stuff or at least talking about it. But for the most part, I'm really excited for it. I did not think that that was going to be a thing that you would hear me say because I'm usually not really excited about Marvel stuff. But I actually came away from it being kind of hyped for it. Like it looks like it, it plays well, like characters are kind of cool. Uh, the differences in gameplay felt really fun. Uh, when you move away from just the QT- QTE stuff, then the quick time event stuff, like it feels solid. Um, and you know, like it's made for the people who make Lara Croft stuff. They, they, they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt for them to be able to pull all those things together and, and make a cohesive universe and a cohesive game that they, that they feel like they're going to be able to do. Crystal dynamics is like, they always knock it out of the park. So, I'm not worried about that so much. Um, and that, I don't know, that's kind of PAX. That was a lot of PAX, so a lot of running around. I got a chance to hang out with JG uh, from the Gaming Illuminati, who those, those cats you need to check out. They're also really, really smart in the way that they do their, do the their content. That was almost a, a sentence, do the there. Okay, all right, Ka, bam. Um, and, you know, yeah, it was it was a blast. I had so much fun. I always get always love going to Seattle. It's always fun to be able to hang out in such a cosmopolitan city in that way, um, and then go home and, and hang out and do that kind of stuff. And you know, thank you to everyone who again checked out our our work over on our YouTube channel. We're continuously trying to figure out ways that we can build out good stuff there and do good work. Uh, it's been interesting to be able to see how that has come together, and it's been great to again have Evan and other folks support us in that way with their time and effort and energy. Uh, we'll probably have another piece of content out before Tuesday. Uh, that's like the wrap up of pack stuff. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that's pretty much it for this impromptu episode. We're going to, we're going to jump up out of here, go ahead back out into the wonderful wilds of Hawaii, uh, and celebrate the rest of my wife's birthday. Uh, but yeah, we're going to try to figure out more, more cool stuff coming. We have some, some fun things coming in terms of 
surprises and announcements coming up, hopefully before TwitchCon. Uh, we're going to try to do some some fun stuff and revamp our Patreon, especially if, uh, apologies to everyone who's been supporting us on the Patreon side. We love you, and thank you so much for all your work. I have not been good at getting you new content. I suck at that, and I'm trying to work on that and make that better. Uh, so you'll hear, you're getting an announcement from me pretty soon about that. Um, and again, like, make sure you're you know subscribed to our Patreon uh, if you have the ability to do so. Uh, make sure you're supporting us on Twitch. We're going to try to broadcast more often. Um, I did a little fun impromptu NBA 2K stream the other night. That was a lot of fun. Uh, 2K needs to figure out how to make audio pump through a console. I don't understand why that's a problem. Uh, we're going to be on the front page of Twitch in the next couple of weeks. Uh, not this Thursday coming up, but I think the Thursday afterward, the 20-something. Uh, so make sure you're checking us out there. And again, like check out our work over at X-Ray. Uh, if you're in the Portland area, if we're on the internet, you can listen to our show there as well, at least the first 30 minutes of it. Um, and then, word. Thank you, Bricago, for, for spending your time with me here and, and, and giving us love and, and making sure that we're doing what we can do to make the world a little bit better and, and a little bit more fun. And until then, we're going to get up out of here. And I say to all of you, much love and peace. The Spawn on Me podcast can be found every Tuesday on all podcast platforms and Portland Radio at xray.fm at 107.1 slash 91.1. You can find us live every Thursday on twitch.tv slash Spawn on Me. If you want to reach out to us on the show, you can hit us up on our site, spawnonme.com, where you can find all our social media information about our Twitter, Instagram, and everything else alongside our contact page if you want to reach out and shoot us a message or a business inquiry. Much love to you all. Thank you so much for listening every week. And we say... Peace.